Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Uh, the new athletic season is underway with plenty of our Paralympic stars competing. They were in the Dunedin last night for the Yvette Williams Memorial, including our next guest, uh, a real superstar too, two-time Paralympic gold medalist in the long jump. Anna Grimaldi joins us. Hey, Anna. Hey, how are you going? You wouldn't, you wouldn't know to appreciate 80s music, would you? Or would you? <laughs> well, yeah, I was born in the late 90s, but I think I can still appreciate it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of, you need to go back and listen to a bit of stadium rock or even a bit of Prince and you'll you'll feel so much better about yourself. Great. Maybe I'll try that pre-comp next time. Yeah, uh, uh, mate, I'll tell you what, that's a very, very good <laughs> idea. Hey, I saw, uh, well, we saw, should I say, on your Facebook page, uh, big medals for big jumps. Uh, what happened at, <laughs> What happened for the uh, last night for you? I realised after I posted that that they were actually tiny medals, so maybe it looked like we jumped tiny, they, but they, they, I actually they, they, that we jumped pretty well. So um, yeah, we had the Yvette Williams um, Memorial meet last night in Dunedin. It was really cool. Great amount of people entered, which was great. And yeah, did some long jump, first sort of long jump back um, from Tokyo, so yeah. Well, what did you do? You got a medal. As you say, it looks like it came out of a cereal box, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, I I did. I won the women's event, the long jump, which was cool. Um, and my training partner won the um, male event, so that was really cool. I jumped five fifty two from my short run up, so still easing back into um, getting back to that full run up because it takes a bit more of a toll. But yeah, it was cool. Was that was that alongside able bodied athletes? Yeah, there wasn't a huge field. Um, the, there was a lot of throws. Um, throwers down for the event, but not a lot of jumpers. So if any jumpers are listening, please come next year. It'll be fun. <laughs> I, I'm told it was a classic Dunedin, Dunedin summer, freezing. Yes, actually. Yep. Thermal, jacket, glove, everything. Wow. Well, you, but you're a Dunedin girl, so that's nothing to you, right? <laughs> I wish that was true, yeah. <laughs> I love it. No. <laughs> Hey, so so Yvette Williams, an amazing an amazing individual. When you decided to go long jumping after having after dabbling with netball and basketball, was that someone you looked towards as inspiration? You know, when you were thinking about what you want to do next. I think yeah. I mean, I think I, st- I stumbled upon athletics really um, like quickly. I didn't really um, see myself as as being a. Um, a long jumper or even participating in athletics. It just wasn't something on my radar. But when I got the call up to come and give it a go, I was like, oh, this could be really cool. And, and there were some other Paralympians that were based in Dunedin at that time, Holly um, Robinson and Rory and Jess as well. And, and I think they were big inspirations of like, well, they can do it in Dunedin, so maybe I can too. And then, you know, having a vet be from Dunedin, we've got such a rich history. And I think that always plays into it. And... Um, yeah, it's been cool having people like that to look up to and, um, you know, um, know that it's possible to do it from, you know, down in the south, yeah. How quickly as a young woman, a young individual, do you have to come to terms that you are a Paralympian and that, you know, born with a, a, a non-functional right hand, but you can still do it? Yeah, I mean, I've just, I guess it's one of those things, like you guys are born with two hands, I was born with one, and 
that's kind of just how it goes. I learned everything with one hand. It didn't make life any harder because I was learning to ride a bike, tie my shoes, you know, throw and catch a ball like everyone else yeah. was. And I just was slightly different. And I guess maybe it was harder for my parents because they had to think up ways of that I could do it. But I think anyone who's born with a disability is built with that sort of inbuilt problem solver and um, always looking for new ways to do things. And I think that's also helped me on my athletic journey too, you know. I'm never sort of settling. I'm always looking for things we could do more of or a better way. And yeah, I guess growing up though, like I was pretty self-conscious, but since joining athletics, I've definitely gained that confidence. And, you know, the only reason I have this job is because I've got one hand. So it's kind of the cool part of it as well. Yeah, and, and and the most important thing is to to, to not f- not feel any different. I mean, that's easy to say, harder to do. Definitely, and I think I'll always be different. But I guess as you grow up, you see that that can be a cool thing, and not just um, that you're different and that's harder. It's different, mm. and it can lead to more opportunities. And um, yeah, I think it takes a while to get there, and I I definitely wasn't there until um, probably my twenties. I think so. Um, yeah. But with long jump, I mean, you need, you need power, and there's always, you know, the arms are always pushing and, and creating and generating extra power. It, do you is it, do you have as much or not? I know that sounds an odd question, but I need to ask it. <laughs> I think um, I'm pretty powerful. I think it's just the fact that athletics and most sport as a whole is built on someone that has four limbs and that it that are even mm. and um, when you throw yourself into the air and you're lopsided on one side that that's really um, quite difficult to offset and that's why I now run with a prosthetic and um, yeah but I think I'm, I'm still pretty powerful and we yeah. just make different ways of doing things I've got an awesome gym prosthetic that helps us do most exercises that we need to do and um, yeah we'll just figure it out as we go and yeah, yeah, you've, yeah I mean, you've got the sorted. You've got the sorted. We we understand that. You know, you've only been doing long. <laughs> you've only been doing long jump since 2013. You're a two-time Paralympic champion. Would you have ever guessed that would happen? No, I think when I back when I first started, I thought Tokyo might be my first shot at even going to a games, let alone being a two-time gold medalist. It's still pretty crazy, but I think the last five years have been a huge effort and. Um, it's sort of the the fruits of the the struggles have kind of come through in this jump in Tokyo, and I hope that people who had witnessed both um, events could see how much stronger and um, how much I'd grown through those last kind of pretty tough five years. So yeah, um, I, I still really can't can't believe it, and I see the medal sometimes at home, and I go, "Gosh, is that mine?" But yeah. I'm still really, really proud. Well, d- does it give you a bit of swag, though? Like you rock, you rock up to the Caledonian last <laughs> night and go, look out, look out, folks, two-time champ coming into the house. There's always, I mean, I don't know about last night, but, like, we went to a meet last Saturday, and <laughs> there's always someone on the mic that loves to mention it, and it's kind of funny, but, I, I, I yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, come on, come on. The being able to share it with everyone else as well, because, I mean, it is an individual sport, but... There's so many people that help me get there, even just the people supporting me, you know, online or in person or, you know, sending me a message of support. Those those things are cool. So being able to go to an event and um, talk to people and say hey and say thanks is, is really cool as well. Come on, you love a bit of swag there, don't you? you got to say it. Come on. <laughs> a bit of a swag in a stride. Yeah. Yeah, get, get, get in there. Hey, uh, are you aiming for the Paralympic World Champs in Kobe this year? Yes. Although I think... Um, they're potentially going to be postponed or cancelled, so that's a bit of a shame. 
um, just due, due to COVID. So um, we've sort of got a moving goalpost at the moment. So I guess we train like they're on until we know otherwise. But um, yeah, well, um, nationals is in March. So that's the next goal and a few competitions before then too to get ready. So yeah, the season's sort of coming along quite nicely. I still feel like I'm at the start of the coming back journey because I had a massive break after Tokyo and yeah, just easing back into it. How much letdown was there after Tokyo? We talk about athletes that they come back and suddenly there's this huge drop because the build-up has been so long. They compete, whether they're successful or not, doesn't really matter. But then there's this huge drop-off. Did it affect you at all? Um, I think it does. I think I think I really wasn't prepared for it last time after Rio, and I had that experience going into this this games and knowing that that's sometimes how it feels. But I. I made sure that I, like it was a non-negotiable for me this time that we had like a couple of months off and I had nearly three off um, and that was like just something that I needed to know that I have that I could get to um, Paris, um, you know, it's still in one piece mentally and physically so it, that was sort of already planned in there and I think um, I just, yeah, worked on the part of Anna that was an athlete when I got back and that was kind of nice as well so just take a step back but I think I was a lot more prepared this time of course there's still that like let down because you know the last five years every sort of thought of like what do I have for dinner even is sort of all based around training and getting to Tokyo so when that sort of is done you're like oh what do I do now well uh, well, what do you do now I mean are you studying do you work outside of all of this training at the moment no I finished my study in June just before we sort of left for um, Tokyo so I'm just going to be full-time athlete for a little bit and hopefully maybe look at getting some work later in the year and yeah what are you but studying just enjoying it now what are you studying I study construction management and then when i first left school i studied quantity surveying so Nice. Just a wee double there. So, yeah. Oh, just a wee double. Yes, just a, <laughs> just, just a wee double there. 5.91, that's your personal best. Can you yes. go past that? Yeah, I think I wouldn't have decided to carry on another cycle if I didn't think that was possible. I think, um, I feel like that was just the start. That was part of the season of, like, all of the work coming together from the last five years. And so, yeah, I feel like we've got more to give. Well, that's good. You know what? It's been a real treat talking to you today. Congratulations on getting your little medal last night because even, <laughs> even you were taking making fun of it so I can make a little bit of fun of it as well. Nice to have you back in the country. I certainly hope Kobe happens and, and we'll talk again Anna, okay? Thank you, sounds good. Yeah, it was Thanks cool. Now you're more than welcome. Anna Grimaldi, two-time Paralympic gold medalist. What a lovely, lovely individual to talk to. Man, that's, that's a special treat. It's